Welcome to the Late Night Salt. My name is Salty Sam. I'm here with Spike and Vash. They're the guys of Late Night Anime. You can find them in all over the place, um, specifically CNI Studios. We do this every Thursday. I just like starting the podcast that way so you guys can feel like you just jumped into a conversation randomly. Um, so Spike is Dominican just like me. That's crazy. That's cool. Um, but you guys, you grew up always in South Florida? No, I was born in Brooklyn, New York, but then we moved down here when I was young. Mm. Yeah, when I was like four. Did your mom move you down here the same reason my mom did because she was trying to avoid drugs? I imagine the part of that was, and then the other reason was the cold. The cold? Yeah, my mom don't like the cold. Um, are you asthmatic? Like the no, <laughs> no, I'm not. I, my mom is uh, anemic. Anemic. Yeah. So that, that the cold affects anemia. Man, I'm cold right now, man. No way. I'm, I'm so, so you have like anemic. a blood issue. Yeah, I think it runs in the family. I think I might have it. No fucking way. Yeah. Like, what does it feel like? Are, did you ever have like episodes or some shit like that? I've never had it, but yeah, but like people in our family, like they get weird. What do you mean by weird? <laughs> like, what, what happens to them? Like, pass out. Just, just randomly. Uh, yeah, randomly. Like, be in the middle of cooking, making breakfast, and just boom. And be like, what the hell happened to you? And then next thing you know, you got to take him to the hospital. Oh, my blood count's low. You, you know, uh, <laughs> being anemic, it, it, I just thought of something. It'd be the perfect way to get away with anything. Like, let's say your girl goes through your phone, and right. she's like, oh, that girl texted you. Uh, you just pass <laughs> <You're> out. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you pass out, and they're like, are you okay? You just stay like that and shit. Just, it only you, work a couple times, and then it get really timely. But my question is, do you go all the way through with it? Do you go to the hospital and the whole nine yards? Yeah, or? you got to shed some blood. You got you to gotta go with that it. Blood, I gotta get down. You got to get down. You got to commit. You got to commit. You got to commit to being as anemic as possible. <laughs> you got to stay like... And she's just waiting, like I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait till you wake up. Give him iron, because I want to make sure what I saw there. Like he could stay asleep all he wants, but I'm gonna make sure. I'm gonna go fuck if he's dying. Yeah. Fuck it. I'm gonna give him blood. Right. That's funny, man. So, um, so Vash, fucking uh, Honduras. Honduras. But like, were you born there? No, no, I was born here. My my parents came over here, uh, twenty plus years ago. I think thirty years ago, actually now. Um, and just, you know, immigrant parents just trying to find a better life for themselves. And, you know, they, I was, they came with me, you know, like, uh, I was, when I thought, you know, when I think to myself, you know, just the, the different challenges that my, my parents had growing up, I'm, I'm extremely grateful for them to have that opportunity. They met over here. They mm -hmm. didn't, you know, meet over there. They like shared a same place, uh, and they fell in love and came out. How many brothers and sisters do you have? You I have one half brother, actually. Oh, so classic. So classic. Fucking shit, man. All Latinos always with that one half mm -hmm. son because yeah. he just couldn't pull out. Yeah. Fuck, man. Yep. But I mean, I'm assuming that you have a good relationship with your half brother. I actually don't. You don't? I don't. I mean, fuck. I can. I would be able to 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 notice him like in a crowd, probably. That's crazy. You're but just, but oh, I mean. I probably had I can count on both hands how many conversations I've had with him. What if he's like your arch nemesis producer out there? <laughs> what if he's like producing like hard rap, oh like hardcore God, shit? And you know, Logic has a rap uh, producer that looks just like him. That's crazy. What if that's like, your like an evil guy. villain? And you're out there and you're making it, and next thing you know, he's like, "I've been watching you, and time. I and I've been making beats against your beats." <laughs> yeah, Yo, you better murk him. <laughs> Yo, that's crazy. Imagine that. This oh, song's the whole nine yards. You better beat him. I can't that, imagine. That would be insane. I join a beat battle. He's on the other side. Yeah, right. Him. It's like you're rapping. He's like, and, and then they're like, "Oh, well, we have something special for you, Vash. Get ready." And then he comes out like with a robe and shit, and he's like, <laughs> and he looks just like you. Yeah. 
It's like fucking Zero versus Mega Man. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. That's a good reference. I mean, I can only assume, right? Because right, right. Zero was a maverick and Mega Man was How a Ripploid. How many doppelgangers do you think are in the world? Yo, that's a person, good right? fucking question. There's like, got to be like three or four people that look almost exactly like you. For each person? Because there's 8 billion people in the yeah, world, yeah. right? right? I would think so. There has to be, be more than that. Or four. No, no, I think four. it's more, yeah. Way more. Right. There. there has to be at least, what, 10? Nah, more. More. There has, to be, there has to be at least 1,000 of you. Fuck out of it. There has to be. Genetically, think about it. He might have a point. I don't know if it's that high. Bro, there's 7 billion people. Yeah. There has to be at least 1,000 of you. 7 billion. That's crazy. Well, yeah, he might have a point. Think about how many times people I mean, run numbers, into someone. The numbers alone just make sense. Yeah. Say, think how many times people run into someone and be like, man, he looks just like Spike. Yeah, or they I look like Bash. Or they look like Sam. And then you see the person that they tell that's you. That's just an area. look like you. Have you noticed that? No, they don't look like you. But <laughs> it's like they kind of resemble right. like something about you. Like something right. like resembling close. Only once I got freaked out where I thought like, you know what? Somebody may have told me. Not told me something when I was a kid, mm. like you know, like I might have been adopted. Right. There's a kid um, that I met in high school. His name was Alex Rodriguez. I fucked up Rodriguez. You hear me? Um, Alex Rodriguez, right? Mm-hmm. And um, this guy looked exactly like me, wow. exactly. And this girl brought her brought him up to me, and she's like, "Yo, I got your twin." And I saw this kid. I was like, "Yo, igualito, bro." <laughs> Stupid. I was at I was at this place called the Ben in Miami uh, Lakes partying, and then I saw him like, "Yo!" And then people were like, "Yo, is that your son?" I called him my son the whole night. <laughs> it, it was it's crazy, and he looks just like me. And I wonder, like, bro, who's your dad? He said, "Oh, my dad is my my mom and everything." Like, my dad was murdered, but I don't know. He might still be out there do, pulling off a Machiavelli. <laughs> You never know. He has to be. Know. That would be the most Dominican shit he would have ever done. Dominicans are very known for disappearing and then reappearing after like 30 years. With like two families. For real. And like more success too But when they left. Ain't that some shit? That's fucked up. For real. I don't know why we do that. It's not us. It's the old school pro. The, like, the old school Dominicans. I just never understood why Dominican culture, well Hispanic culture in general, they have this obsession of find yourself a white girl. Because you get the papers. I get it, but like... I, Lo it's like, oh no, I, I get yourself a white girl with blue eyes, some Russian. Like, for real, a Dominican getting a Russian? How the fuck? That's impossible. How do you, how do, you do that? You can't... You're way up to some pussy, bro. You can't do that. <laughs> right. I, I wonder. To any Russians out there, do you like any Dominicans? Dominicans Anyways. are racist. They're the most racist Latinos in the world. That's why I hate them. Is that true? You yes. Think so? Yes. I got black people in my family told me don't bring no black girls. No. That's crazy. I might give it to the Cubans, man. Nah, Cubans. Cubans joke around a lot and say some messed up stuff, but Dominicans mean it. Mm. Yo, big. They time. say it from the heart. Really? Big time. Big time. Man. They act like they're not black. Like if you call a Dominican black, like a like a sixty year old but Dominican who's black, if you call them black to their face, no, papi, yo no soy negro. Oh. Colorism colorism is a very big thing in Latin culture. It is. It's a very big thing. You being lighter skin makes you more uh, attractive and more approachable. Absolutely. And we're lucky because we're all light-skinned Latinos in here. Absolutely. There's some really black Latinos out there. When you look at them and they start talking Spanish, you're confused. My grandfather's African. He's African? He's darker than your suit. That's crazy. So, like... We have like weird color ranges in our family. Hmm. We got white of the white, and then we got dark of the dark. They split in two. I think that's where we we another thing we connect in is that I'm the same way. My mom is super light, but my dad might be a shade 
lighter than you, Sam. Hmm. And then his dad is darker than you. And then his dad is, yeah, a, like African, like African, African. African culture has such a huge impact on the world. It is. And it's unfortunate that it's not given the praise that it's supposed to. It's not. And that DNA don't lie. If you put that into a white woman, it's a, that baby coming out. Immediately. You can't deny. Mm-mm. It's going to come out. That and, and native DNA. You're going to get a Wesley Snipes. Yes. For sure. You're getting a Wesley Snipes. Ha- at least a half. Maybe a, a, a Blake Griffin. I think Blade is one of the most racist Marvel movies ever. Really? Why? Yeah, because they put a black guy uh-huh. and they call him a daywalker. That's one of my AKAs, the light skinned daywalker. I call myself the light skinned daywalker. That's like that's. I mean, I love racism. Racism is my favorite. Absolutely, it, it brings us together. You it know, does. I like that. Like it's, it's stereotypes are there for a reason, man. They, I, get, they are a safeguarding. They let you know, and they, they bring humor. They do. I like chicken. I want you to finish your story, though, man. Why? Why do you think hmm. it's so racist? <laughs> because think about it. It's a white old man training him, showing him the ways. <laughs> white old man and then it's him with a sword culturally appropriating the Asians that's true but they're not gonna say nothing because he's black that's a one up on Asians a black guy who's amazing they're with a sword they're very forgiving oh my god a black guy amazing with a sword the Asians are upset they're that's sure. They're if like, you can the fight fuck? they're cool if you can fight they're like fuck it we don't care about the color nah well I mean Bruce, Bruce Lee made it okay right in all his movies he was like nah like in his movie uh the Enter the Dragon, he had an amazing black um, kung fu artist there with a fro and everything. Right, I forgot his name too. No, he's talking about Tuju Bar. It was it? Uh, no, that's uh, Tower of Death. He's talking about the in uh, Enter oh, the Dragon. Oh, you talking? Oh, damn! What with is the with name? the yellow key. The cold that, yeah, oh, he should have he should have played Shaft, but he had too much hair. Mm-hmm. That guy was perfect. That guy was perfect. That's another guy who. Uh, uh, before I don't know Before the, we started the podcast You said Sinatra mm-hmm. um, My mom raised me on Sinatra Sammy Davis Jr. Sammy Davis Jr. And uh, Bruce Lee They sleep on Sammy Davis Jr. They do Let me tell you Sammy Davis Jr. is the reason Why black people Are so ahead in music I, They I sleep with you. on yeah, that, that shit be bro Him and Quincy well, Quincy Jones is the producer, yeah, but he wasn't the face. Right, true. Quincy Jones got put on so hard because of Disney. He right. made all the music for Disney. First time I saw Sammy Davis tap dance in that movie with the, the bar scene, mm-hmm. blew my mind. I was like five or six, it blew my mind. Blew yeah. my mind. I was like, I've never seen anybody move like that. Right. I was like, screw Michael right. Jackson. Michael Jackson ain't got shit. Nah, bro, Sammy, Sammy Davis Jr. Jr. did it first. Shit. Oh, Michael Don't get me wrong. Michael Jackson, in my opinion, he fucking perfected it. This Absolutely. guy studied pop and lock. He is the king of pop and lock. Right. But Sammy Davis Jr. was the king of black class. The classiest black man I ever seen. So much so, there's a story about Sammy Davis Jr. He got in a car accident when he was like growing up in his business, and in the accident, he didn't lose any limbs, but he lost his eye. Yeah. So his every time you see a Sammy Davis Jr., that's why he always wore shades because that eye he had a glass eye. He was very mm. like self conscious. I did right? not know that. Yeah, he had a glass eye, bro. How more gangster can I you know, be? No, absolutely. That's right. too gangster. Like, oh, I'm. I'm he was wear. like born into vaudeville, though, right? Him and his like a brother, right? Like they were like, mm-hmm. like from a little age, right? They were tap dancing from like a his little age. mom gave him up to go girls. That's crazy. So he was hanging out with go girls all his life. That's wow. crazy. He was raised by women that danced that's toward why he had that girls. Swagger, that exactly. Him. He he understood the culture so deeply because he was raised in performing arts. Like sometimes I wish I was raised in that shit too, but I can only imagine the struggle, bro, to become successful in that. Because us, we're we're spoiled. 
I mean, we fucking get to jerk off on our phones and complain about how our yeah, music's not being heard. You had to work to jerk off, bro. What, man? You had to hang out. You had to be Plan. what's. You had to be what was called a peeping tom. Mm. You had to hang out in front of a window and right. just, you know, fucking try to rub one out as quick as possible. I used to wait for my mom to get out the area code to do that shit. Now you just. No, my thing was I used to jerk off. I used to jerk off to Sears catalogs. That was my shit, bro. Sears catalogs. Yes, bro. I used to bra section. Yeah, you know he fucking knows. I'm I'm like the last (laughs) generation that knows. I'm like just old enough. Anybody under uh, like under me and age wise has no idea what the hell we're talking about. For real. Yo, when that Sears catalog came in. Like right away, my mom would be like, "Where's the Sears catalog?" That shit was like stuck <laughs> oh, together, Lord. and I would tell my mom, "No, I was having eggs, and a little bit of yolk fell on it, and that's yeah. why it stuck." <laughs> like, Ma, I'm sorry. <laughs> you, know, you know what's crazy? The Benedict brothers are the most violent women on the planet, but they also are the ones that have to deal with some of the worst lies mm-hmm. ever told. I've told some like I look back and I'm like, no wonder, no wonder she was so mean. Because the lies were just so half-assed. Would you, would you agree? Oh, yeah. No, we, 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 we lie to get caught. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, we don't want to be liars. Like, no, we want to be as honest as possible. The thing is, is like, Hispanics, Latinos in general, we're, we're natural romantics. Right. Natural romantics. Right. And we do whatever it takes to make the woman feel comfortable and happy and, and, and loved. And we fucking, we will take a lie and stretch that shit out to the end. Because we love so deeply, but that's a very misinterpreted approach to life. Like, I don't know. It's just, but, you know, we, we, we want to get caught because we want to show you how much we really love you. That's the whole point. That's why we do it. You know, at least that's what I think. That's my deep philosophical um, justification of my lying ass. I'm sorry. <laughs> Yo, my mom was so good. I thought she worked for the FBI for a little bit. Oh, yeah? Oh, it was so good. Like, shit that nobody should know. That she would know, just know. Like after a while, I thought she was just playing Jedi mind tricks. Oh, like trying, like reverse psychology. Yeah, like a a woman from probably New York City that is Latin, like Puerto Rican, Dominican, or Cuban from New York City in the nineties. They've seen everything, so you can't fucking like trick them about nothing. You know what is it that they see? They see the most in like a city like New York. I'm sure in South Florida and Miami back in the 70s and the 80s during this time, had the same you shit, saw yeah. some crazy shit. But New York is one of the oldest, um, most loved cities in the world. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's like Rome. New York is like fucking Rome. No. Not anymore. It's fallen. But um, there you'll see the most barbaric behaviors <laughs> to maintain it's shit. Normal. We do anything. You just got to keep walking. How do you guys um, feel about the uh, Amber Hearst Johnny Depp thing? You guys have any opinions on that? Um. Uh, well, that's a that's a great question. Um, I'm happy for Johnny Depp. Um, I guess yeah. I, I, I especially with like this whole, I think is it like was like Dave Chappelle and, and so many other like you know I, I consider Dave Chappelle just not just a comedian, just like a thinker, a philosopher, a modern day philosopher. I know other comedians say that. Um, but just like how quick, uh, we're like. We jump on the Me Too movement. We jump on the like, oh, it's a woman. She's right. You yeah. know, and all due process just goes out the window. Um, I'm happy for Johnny Depp. I, I see, I can see, you know, some people and some women who have like suffered abuse are like coming forward and, and saying like, oh, this is going to like set us back. But then I even think to myself, what's going to set you back? The truth? You mm. know, like things do process and things actually going through the process and mm-hmm. figuring out what actually yeah. happened. You know, if anything, it sets us forward, you know, and 
And yeah, I mean, I, I think that's that's pretty much all that I got on that. I'm happy for Johnny Depp. I want to see the next Pirates of the Caribbean. I think it's a great opportunity for men to step into that that realm that they haven't had, which is talking about their fucking feelings. Absolutely, and it's like, yes. bro, we don't get that stage time. We don't. We don't. And one of the things that I fucking strongly advocate on this podcast is the normalization of male expression with their fucking feelings. Right. Bro, um, don't get me wrong. I dress like a fucking macho man. Right. But my favorite singer is Sade. Right. She raised me. And right. I always say this shit on the podcast over and over again. So get used to it. Um, yeah, like I'm all about that, you know, and it's hard because men experience so much ju judgment because they're not being emotional and shit you guys are musicians that's a very feminine thing to do absolutely yes it's very feminine absolutely acting arts if you think about it is very feminine yeah but yeah you just gotta do what you gotta do like one of my favorite um performers is john leguizamo mm -hmm. i don't well, know if you guys have seen his absolutely. uh his Fu stage Manchu. performances oh yeah no fu manchu it's crazy the depiction the and best. all those men are depicting their moms that's what that movie's all about, if you really look at it. Right. All of them, you see their moms. Right. And they don't know the level of uh, how close we are with our moms. Our moms mean everything to us. I was like nine years old when I saw that movie, and I got I was nine, and my uncle was like his late 20s. We got a full-on argument, like a child versus a grown man. Like, I'm not watching a movie with Blade dressed in a dress. He's like, just watch it. It's really good. Just watch it. And it'll be really good. Patrick Swayze killed it. Hell yeah, he did. Rest Hell in peace. Yeah. For real. Swayze killed it. Fucking, I hate it when um, artists like that, like music, like actors go so soon. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm scared now. I'm like, bro, please, no one else die in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That's it. Me losing Black Panther meant so much. Yeah, no, me yeah, too. Dope. Fucking too. Chadwick Rest Bosnian dying like that. R.I.P. Chadwick Bosnian. So sad, you know. It's like now I don't know where they're gonna go. I don't mind if they do a female Black Panther, but fuck, it ruins right. the whole comic book uh, uh, universe. Absolutely, it ruins it. Absolutely. Wait, doesn't his sister in the comic become Black Panther? Yeah, sure, he becomes. Yeah, Black yeah Panther. but like is she, that's supposed to happen way later yeah, on. True, true. Secret Wars was supposed to happen. Right. Storm was supposed to marry Black Panther. Right. All that was supposed to happen. Can you imagine Holly Berry and Chadwick Boseman? Yo, that would have been excellent. Gangsta. No, and there's a lot of uh, uh, actors that could have played an amazing fucking storm right now. Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. So there's a lot of female actors that have stepped up and done fantastic. No, like, absolutely. Zoe Zildana has fucking fantastic. Yo, she's done great. And the other chick, uh, Zendaya, the, the Zendaya one that's... Zendaya Coleman, right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's been she's dope in Dune. Have you haven't seen Dune? No, I haven't seen Dune. Dune is, yeah. And Dune you gotta is watch Dune. Dune is dope. Yes, Dune is really good. It's uh, is just dope. the visuals of it. Yeah. And then the story is amazing as well. Mm. All right. All right. Fuck, man. <laughs> to go back to saying what uh, you were talking about, Sade, and, um, yeah. you know, like the uh, just that feminine energy that it helped you kind of express and express those feelings. Yeah. You know who did? I think, I think Spike might, uh, you know, agree with me. It was uh, Kid Cudi. Ooh. Yeah, just to be able to just express your feelings. Yeah. To be able to just express yourself, you know, like, oh, you know, Freshman I'm having year. a bad day, you know, my mental stuff my my mental health, I'm sorry. Uh it's just not in a great place. Yeah. And um, you know, when I was growing up, I mean I still deal with it today, uh, just like suicidal depression. Talk about it. Talk, tell me, uh, tell, walk me through walk me through your suicidal depression. So Bash. yeah, so I mean right now I I, I like to think like uh 
it's in a place right now. I like to say like it's like a voice in the head, right? A voice in the head trying to convince you to do this this act, you know, that pretty much is you know the end of the video game. Um, right now, the voice is super quiet. You know, it's it's, but it never fully goes away. Never, never. Mm. I, at least, and everybody else who I know who suffers with the same, you know, ideas and thoughts, they tell me the same thing. Yeah, even if they're in a great place at the moment, you know, it just never fully goes away. It's just the voice is like the volume is turned as down as it can be, almost like the music playing in the background right now. Mm -hmm. And um, I've been dealing with this since I was like seven, six. Seven. A lot of it, yeah, man. Just a lot of it was just low self-esteem not feeling not talented enough and etc etc i mean just the the normal um negativity of life and the normal pressures of life of and then coming you know from my my immigrant parents of making sure i'm the one who becomes something i'm the one who makes a better life yeah. i'm not the one who's working you know during the day and mm. the sun. you see what i'm saying that's a very good point you brought up because you see in latinos Right? right? They don't, America doesn't know mm -hmm. the pressure of being the first generation American. Absolutely. We're out here trying to make a difference to make our parents proud of us. Right. And we sacrifice our own identities to do that shit. Right. Back right. means you got to go back. Right. We forget who we are because we be embody our parents. Right. And then you wait till you're fucking 31 years old, uh, divorced, or. With two baby mamas to go, yo, I just did the same shit my fucking dad did. Right. God damn it. Right. And you're just mad at yourself because you didn't you didn't chase your goals. And you didn't want to go down that path. Yo, no, mm -hmm. no. And suicidal depression. I just maybe you guys can help me in this podcast. Maybe we can gauge it because it's important. You never know who will listen to this. Absolutely. Um Did you experience that, Spike? Have you experienced that? I've never say I can never say I've had suicidal uh thoughts have definitely dealt with depression i think mm -hmm. um more like on like creative like disappointed like where the hell why am i not doing more why why don't I have more time time mm. time is a big one that kills me like where the hell does time go i feel like sometimes i'm wasting my time mm -hmm. or people are wasting my time that that can be a big ass pain because you start blaming people for shit that's your problem you yeah I mean? yeah yeah and it's just like a bad circle so i've dealt with it he's helped me out with it um, in the past and <clears throat> so it's one of those things it's just like you gotta take your time with it um, time sucks while you're in it but you can always look back at shit if you take the time I feel men have a very very uh, toxic relationship with time yes like we don't oh we don't know how to be cool with it no and we're constantly trying not necessarily control time but damn, it fleets so quickly. Doesn't give us a chance to hold it for a second. Right. And this is why so many religions and philosophies exist. Because yeah. they're all just trying to control time. Absolutely. It's like we want to live forever. Absolutely. And it's like the idea of being born again is the only reason why you would think, okay, well, I could sleep in today. Right? Right. But here's, the, here's, the, here's God's punchline. If you're born again, you're not born again as the person you are. You're born again as another as dude. As a different person. Yes. Or another person. Absolutely. You're born again as some guy in Zimbabwe. And he's getting coconuts. Right. Yeah, yeah you're, you're, you're not Bash or Spike or right, Sam. Right, right, right. And no, that's it. Now that's the new goal. That's, yep. That's, that's some bullshit. 
fucking reincarnation is God's punchline. He's like, okay, you're back, you're back, <laughs> but you're not the same. But you're not the same, right? All your experiences, memories, mm-hmm. people you fell in love with. Yeah, I just know. saw that movie with Mark Wahlberg that was kind of interesting about that. Infinite. I've never seen it. It was about like reincarnation, but people remember. There's like two hundred oh people on the planet who remember. And like half of them are evil and half of them are good. Oh, I know what movie. The movie wasn't all that great, but it was a really the concept is great. Yeah, my guru talks about that. The guy I follow who gave me this ring, Sadguru says, if let's say you were born again and you brought back all the memories from your last life into this one, you would suffer so much because you can't go back. Your memory, your depression will be ten times stronger. You can't go back. Very true. So you you you're gonna try to live your new life. In, in Based on what you already know. Yeah. So you can experience new things. So it is a blessing. It is a blessing yeah. for it to be fresh yeah, again. Clean slate. But at the same time, we obsess over, damn, but I want to do this again. I wanted to get what I didn't get the first time, so I'm going to try it again. But the same people are not around. And if you take it higher from there, it shows you like in your present life to just let go, to not be so attached to things. That's true. You might Absolutely. get a second go at it. How you guys... um. So we saw that Kanye West kind of has changed over the time. I love him as an artist. He's Absolutely. my favorite, one of my favorite producers and rappers in his peak. Me too. But now he's going through all this shit he's going through with Kim Kardashian. And I saw him with those SpongeBob boots. <laughs> I don't know if you guys saw. The Red Wings. Yeah. There's fucking these huge fucking boots. Yeah. And I feel like he's going through it. And it's funny how men can have so much success and still have problems in relationships. Why do you guys think? What do you guys think about that? About why that happens? Even with all that success, still there's problems. Um, I mean, with me, and I, I agree with you. Uh, I think for me, Kanye West, uh, specifically, uh, besides Dilla, besides Jay Dilla, are like the two most like influential artists for me personally. Just my production and the way that I rap, the way that I think about visuals, the way that I dress, fact, everything, the whole nine yards. Um, yeah, man. I mean, it, it, it just shows that, like, no matter how successful you can be, you're always going to have a challenge. You're always going to have issues that arise in one way or form. You know, obviously, the challenges are different. He doesn't have to worry about paying rent or, you know, his car getting a flat tire. He has people who can help him with that. But you have very real issues that come up and they're going to present the, themselves to you um i one thing i am you know being a believer myself you know when he made jesus is king and started like like i mean he still makes secular music but like kind of walking away from that as much i mean like he still curses in the songs but kind of just bleeps them out now and etc etc you know i was happy to see that because you know one of the reasons i fell in love with kanye west is jesus walks you know he was that's where it would help me kind of be like okay it's all right to be the nerdy kid who's into anime, who likes Jesus and God and stuff like that, and still hang out with the gangsters and the drug dealers yeah. and stuff like that. And that's how my upbringing was. So, like, when I see him, like, even though he's going through with what he needs to go through, you know, with with Kim, you know, the last thing I heard from him is that he's he's very present and focused on his healing. And I'm happy with that, you know, especially now putting the the God aspect in it, you know, the, the it's more It's more spiritual exactly. than it is religious now. I, I like think that. he's at a, the top of his game right now. Yeah, his production, you know, that Pusha T album that he did with Pharrell, Half and Half. Dope. Yeah, super dope. Dope. Yeah, his samples, the his sample selection, the way he thinks. I think his, go ahead. I think it's just tough, like, 
we feel like we know all his business. Yeah, I don't like that. I feel Isn't bad for him about yeah. that. It's hard enough, like normal people getting divorced. Can you imagine everybody knows what the hell's going on? Everybody knows the guy that your girl, ex girl's dating. It's kind of annoying. So I can only imagine what he's going through with that. That has to be really no. You can't get any privacy while you're going through something. Do you think though that's one of the reasons they kind of separated in the first place? Is that Absolutely. on one realm and one you know side is Kim? No you know privacy. everybody. And if you really think about it, Kanye growing up, I mean, obviously besides being in the limelight, he's never really besides like his mom and his relationship with his mom. He was never really personal. Oh, he's a rapper. You know, yeah, and they really person. talked about you know his day to day every day. You know, yeah, you know. I, I mean, even to this day, one of the things I do to try to get better as a producer is try to like see other producers produce, like Ninth Wonder and stuff. If you try to find Kanye videos, you only find like four or five. You don't really see his process of how he does things. Well, I mean, his fucking documentary was amazing. Right, absolutely. Was a, yo, when I saw that documentary, that documentary made me feel like I can do it. It made me feel like right whatever it is that my self-expression is, it's possible. Right there and they created a machine. Like, yeah, to play his music. That's like people don't understand. Like that little machine is gonna probably make him billions. Yeah, oh, the the stem player. Yeah, like yeah, whoever takes that off, that that's his idea. I mm-hmm. think he has a patent. So like somebody's gonna take that and make it better. Mm-hmm. And that's his. He's gonna make so much money off of that because it's genius. Like he's a weird genius. He's one of those dudes like you just wish you can work with. Yeah, you could deal with all the other weird shit that might come, but fuck it, he's talented as hell. No, weird weird people are the ones that have the craziest dreams. Yes. Shit. Look at what we're doing right now. We're right. on microphones. Right. First of all, who the fuck said I'm a record sound? How? Very true. How? Who in their right mind, some loco said I'm a record sound and put put a record down right. and said this will absorb sound. How do you know that? Okay, well, man. I was trying to put a cucumber in my ass and then it just came to me that I could record sound. <laughs> right, right, right. No, because it's the crazy ones who come up with it. Like it's you like said. the wheel. Who the fuck came up with the wheel? Who? Some dude saw a boulder rolling down and said, oh, oh shit, I can make a car out oh, of right, this. Right, 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 right. That's insane. No, absolutely. That's insane. I don't want to be... Man, I, things I, happen by accident, too. I, I just, yeah, like fire. There's apparently the story of fire is that lightning hit a tree and then they were inspired by it and then they just said how can I recreate this shit right. and they pushed them right. but I want to see more female innovators I think it's time for them to do shit I just it just sucks because everything has been done I'm sorry we're living a utopia right it, it, it's unfortunate so it's like I say to women your opportunity now is to change the way humans think with your feminine energy shit you can heal so many fucking men with that oh my god you don't even know shit you could take that shit to the next level a lot of things have been done but a lot of things can be done better yeah that's a new like i've been noticing a lot of uh people doing shit that everybody else is doing but they just do it better yeah and easier and faster yeah a lot of faster that's a new thing fast speed yeah so like if you're a girl out there and you have an idea think that speed fat you know how quick you can do it how much you can put it out like art like i've been doing art mm-hmm. you know, i know some artists who are doing like 100 pieces of like in two months but the fuck i was like where do you get the time but yeah they just they bust it out. out yeah that's so, amazing fuck numbers all right i'm gonna i'm gonna I'm ask you guys something else so did you guys see the trailer for the new pinocchio movie 
<laughs> no, I haven't seen it yet. I saw like a little clip. How's it look? So the new Pinocchio movie has Tom Hanks, which oh, is I think as an Geppetto. Am- yes. Okay. I think that's an amazing choice. Yes, absolutely. Fucking Tom Hanks was in it. Wait, is it live action? Yeah, it's live action. Oh God. Yeah, I'm sorry. Sorry, oh, Disney's gonna keep doing that. <laughs> After dumb. Marvel, Marvel changed the way movies. Oh no. They fucked it up. Why? In a good way and a bad way. Yeah. You know what's next is Fantasia. Oh, live action Fantasia. A live action Fantasia. Gonna, I'll never I'll boycott Disney for life. <laughs> I'll become a Disney well, hater. Well, the life, thing so. is that's happening is that you know the fairy godmother that's supposed to give Pinocchio life. Yes, it's is. a black girl. Oh. Right. They made it a black woman. I think. Fuck it. That's fine. Yeah. That's. that's but fine. I have friends that are telling me that's so racist. Why? I'm like I don't. You you need brown skin. That's it, bro. You need yo yeah. That's it. No more white skin. Yes. I mean, don't get me wrong. I miss white commercials. I do. Like, I miss it. I really do. You remember the Great Poupon commercial? Yeah. It was the shit. I, I, miss, I miss fucking seeing the Colgate guy. Don't get me wrong. I miss yeah. that shit. But now I saw, I was in the bathroom taking a shit and watching a video and the Scope commercial came out and it's, everyone was black and Asian. Mm. So I was like, mm, is this racist or they're just bringing in a new audience? What's right. going on here? What are you marketing assholes doing now? Right. But my friend was really upset. About, Look, it's a black girl. The cultural appropriation. Oh, my God. And then I also started doing research on the on the feud going on with Star Wars and how they're pissed off because. Oh, I heard about this. You heard about it, right? Yes. That they have this new Jedi that's a black girl. No, it's uh, the Inquisitor. The Sith. Like the yeah, Sith. she's supposed to be Indian. Well, no. I mean, not all Inquisitors. Like that. It, I mean, I'm a huge Star Wars nerd. Uh, mm-hmm. Sam, so. Uh, yeah, educate me because I'm just watching so shit on Twitter. In the Twitter. canon universe, she's supposed to be no. Indian. There's Inquisitors. That's Reva. There's, there's different. There's <laughs> like there's different Jedi and there's different. Uh, what's it called? Inquisitors. So what the I hell's mean, an Inquisitor? Inquisitors. You know how like the Jedi? Have you watched any? You watched Star Wars? Right? I've seen Star Wars one through six. Okay, so you're good. So like you know like one through three. Uh, there's like multiple Jedi. There's Samuel Jackson. There's Yoda. There's yeah. Obi Wan. Different, you know, aliens and colors and sizes and, and whatnot. So the Inquisitors, after like the fall of the Jedi, and Anakin like turns his back on everybody, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, they kind of like start their own version of that. Mm. Yeah. So instead of just like being two bad guys, like the the unlimited power guy, Emperor Palpatine and and Darth Vader, Darth Vader starts taking an apprentice. They start going to different planets, finding people who are sensitive in the Force, and saying, "You you're not going to become a Jedi. Either we're going to kill you, right, so mm-hmm. you don't become a Jedi, yeah. or we're going to bring you, abduct you, kidnap you, and train you in the ways of the dark side. And you hunt and Jedi. Now, yeah, now you're going to help us hunt Jedi. Mm. So that's uh, the 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 black girl. I forgot something Moses or whatever. Um, yeah, no, there's been an issue with her because she's a black girl. But again, I don't understand. Who cares? First of all, it's fictional. Yeah, who yeah. fucking cares? She's supposed to be Indian. She's how? not supposed to be Indian. Her That's name cool. is Reva. My, my thing is, the, is how the, is space also racist? <laughs> the space, space, space is, very racist. Space is racist. Yo, the first people first of all, space white. is black. Space is black. The universe is black. This is true. But that's so, a lack of color. I, I, that sounds like a racist statement. Yeah, were, I was about to say, where is this going? <laughs> no, but the first people to land on the moon supposedly were white. Yeah, sure, whatever. Hmm. I, I mean, I, again, who knows if that shit is even real or not? True. If they got to the moon or not. But it's like, I just don't understand why does it matter. I, I think, what, all right, have you guys played the game Mass Effect? Uh, yes, a little bit. 
Yeah, I played the third one a little bit. And that's a scary one, right? Scary no, 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 no. That's uh, that's Dead Space. Dead Space. Oh, Dead Space. No, Mass Effect is a game where you play as this guy called Commander Shepard, right? Shepard, right. And he goes to uh, well, the humans finally make it to Mars, and when they make it to Mars, they find this temple that's designed exactly like the one in Egypt. Okay. Uh, and they go inside, and then they press some shit, and then it turns on a beacon. And then that's when the, the the intergalactic force shows up and says, "Humans, you finally figured it out. You guys finally met, found the Sumerian temple, and you guys figured it out." Mm. And then when they finally go to space, there's all sorts of life forms. And I want to see more movies like that. It kind of inspires humans. Yeah, I'm down. On, like Dune. Dune is one of those movies where you're like, "Yeah, space is real." Yeah, that's a great idea. I just don't know if humans are ready for that. You think you guys think we're ready for Elon Musk says by 2032 him and his brother will be on Mars. Okay, I mean I believe that he's rich as fuck, of course. But w- what purpose, you know, like uh, my favorite comedian George Carlin says, we're talking about going to Mars. We're only going to repeat the same thing we did on Earth on Mars. We're going to fuck it up. Right. But are we ready for a f- a new life form? I I think we need it, yo. We need a new life form. The first kinda... question is do you think there's other life out there? There has to be because it's so big. That's it, my idea too. It has to be. Yeah. I just, I just wonder how they think. Mm. Like, Isn't that the scary part too, though? I mean, yeah. yeah. I'm good. I'm good. I saw the movie Encounters of the Fourth Kind. Never seen it. I'm good. No, no. <laughs> I, I already know where he's going with this shit. No, they're evil. Think about it. <laughs> think about it. If they would have came, if they gotta come, is to take shit. Gold, my, whatever, human livers, maybe we don't know. Assholes, they might take whatever they need. How are you so sure about that, though? Who uh, do, okay, they gift us with a couple pyramids. You're gonna come here and hijack in, assholes. Yeah, they haven't been back in thousands of years. What if you know if people don't think about nobody ever says this shit? What if aliens like to rape humans? People always get inducted and weird shit gets in them. What if that's like their thing? Well, isn't that with any colonizer, though? Yeah. Like any colonizer yeah. That what goes if they anywhere? just colonize and just, like, rape and pillage? Like, they're like Vikings of intergalactic. <laughs> Vikings. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Aliens rape. That's yeah. crazy. No, no, that's it. No. Like, what if we're safari for them? Like, they just come here on, like, the weekends and just fuck us up. That's that's interesting. I just, I would I would wonder how they would seduce us. Oh, goodness. Easy. They put us to sleep with the rage. They could just shoot us and be like, sleep, human. No, let's take his ass. Yep. Like, that's, that is, I love Spike's view on this. This is so let's good. Let's put something in him and see what happens. That's that's all aliens' purpose is, is to go to other planets and rape. That's what dumbass <laughs> humans do. We go to fucking Africa to shoot a giraffe in the head. And then rape it. And then <laughs> this rape, whoa. I must have missed this on Discovery Channel because oh. I don't remember all this. No, that's, that's when weird. that's when they're like, "Crikey, turn it off! Yeah. <laughs> We're going to take the giraffe's ass." How you think he died, man? It wasn't no boating accident. Son. <laughs> he was trying to fuck a stingray. Oh, Lord. I'm so sorry. Uh, I'm too so soon. sorry. That's not nah, too soon. That guy's been dead for a minute now. Is it still too soon? Though? What was what was his name again? Steve Irwin. Steve Irwin. Steve Irwin. 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 I think it wasn't American, but he was an American. He was an American. Any Steve Irwin fan out there? We're sorry. We, he was probably molesting a stingray, yeah. and the stingray tweeted about it and then killed him. I bet it was like a hold, hold my beer moment. Like he was look, telling one of his buddies, "Like watch this shit." <laughs> He's like, "Have you ever fucked a stingray?" I'm gonna go fuck that Crikey. stingray. Oh my god, terrible! Yeah. We're so bad. 
I love this shit. Hey, man, you going to hell too with gasoline draws because you're laughing. That's th- you see, this is what I do on stage. I want to see who laughs, who laughs at this, and oh. if they do, I'm they're worse than me. It's just oh. my thought. I'm not laughing while I tell it. If you do, you're right. worse than I am. I, I always say, yeah, I have a uh, the Christian purity side to me, like oh, you know, positivity, but I have a thing for dark humor, bro. I love dark humor. Well, dark humor is the essence of being human. Absolutely. It really is. Like, you have to be able to laugh at the things that make you sad. If not, then what good is it to be sentient? What good is it to be aware of your own existence if you can't laugh at your misery? Absolutely. You're just as bad as, uh, as the gorilla in the jungle. Right. That's what makes us different. The fact that we could laugh. I don't really see other animals laughing. No. You know? No. Like, I, I don't see that. We're the only ones that enjoy that part of existence, yeah. the emotional part. We're so aware of it. Fucking insane. One of the best feelings in the world to get a good ass Absolutely. Laugh. No, yeah, for sure. For sure. I would trade a good laugh for an orgasm. I, I agree. Would. Orgasms last about 15 seconds 100%. Maximum. A good laugh. I've laughed for an hour. And you can go back to it at oh, another time. Yeah. Oh, we do that all the time. We keep retouching it, and we just right. keep extending the laughter. And when oh, those are the best ones. And when you're high... You laugh, and it feels like you're laughing for eternity. You can't stop. That's why I get scared to smoke. I'm like, bro, what if I get stuck in a laugh? That would start to nah, hurt. That, that, that's like a Joker disease. That don't exist. What? The Joker disease. It don't really exist. You can't just laugh for eternity. Imagine, though. That would hurt. It does. That there's a dude that supposedly has that disease. I don't know if that shit's real though. That he can't stop laughing. Yeah, like he just la- it's painful. It looks. Painful. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry to laugh at the guy, but it looks fucking painful. There, um, eventually I'm gonna get a TV back up on this on this wall, but um, there's a girl who can't stop having orgasms. I would love. I to think meet I've her. seen this person. I've seen her too. Yeah, I would love to meet her. She can't. She just can't stop. Like you just like she just randomly you just talking to her. <laughs> yeah, you imagine like I would I would be able to stop laughing. The conversation would be fucking hilarious. She's talking to you. Oh, that burger. Ah, ah, ah. Like that's how it is for her forever. It would be funny for like five minutes, and then afterwards it'd be weird. I'd feel bad. I'm like, damn, you, you just you just can't stop coming. Oh, so you never leave. You just keep coming. That's 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 terrible. Do you think pe- like new people who meet them, like a guy meets her? You think he thinks he walks away from that conversation thinking very highly of himself? Like, man, I'm I not gonna lie. If it. I'm ever having a bad day, I would love to hire her <laughs> to see her just coming all the time. Lord yeah, it would it definitely help my ego. That is, yo, saying. she would be great like a buffer before you go on stage. Well, you know what? That's <laughs> that's an insane thought. I like it. Yeah, I like how insane that is. It's like, wait, first I need to hear her come. Come for me before like, I go. You're on about there. to have a all panic right, attack right before you perform. Mm-hmm. You say, hey, come over here. <laughs> and she comes in your ears and you're all right that's right i am the best am. <laughs> yeah. thank you thank she's you for giving me that spanish i yeah. got it if i would gracias oh thank you so much that makes me feel so much better now i can go on stage and pretend like i am the best thank you that's i so wonder good. if it really is non-stop like that can't be for real like it's non-stop like you telling me you should be like making eggs <laughs> bail you know what i mean no, no, cracking an egg open is like cracking her own eggs oh, open. Oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, that was a bar, so. Then you saw that, right? That was a double. And I made her come right so there. hard, she made her own scrambled eggs. Like, <laughs> you know, only the wise Bars. will get that. They'll be like, oh, her eggs came. Oh, Bars. very good. Good job. There's this, uh, I don't know if you guys saw this, but Bad Bunny right now is getting a lot of heat because of um this outfit he put on. He wore like a jean, uh, like a black. Yeah, like he wore like a black leather jacket and a skirt. 
Oh, I did. I saw that. Oh, right. no, no. That's a different outfit. I'm talking about the Mega. Yeah, but Bad Bunny could do whatever he wants. He's a Marvel character now. He is a Marvel character. So fuck people what they think. He could do whatever the hell he wants. That man is a superhero. He don't even speak English. That's amazing. And he's a superhero. You know how jealous I am? <laughs> I speak perfect fucking English. I th- well, at least I think I do. A, a, a superhero that only speaks Spanish. That's crazy. That is crazy. And he has like the deepest Puerto Rican accent. Like, how is that going to work? Hey, come over here. Like, well, how the fuck is it going to work? I can't even do it. It's like a own Puerto Rican accent. He has his own accent. I just feel like, um, we were, like we were talking about earlier, like how Kid Cudi was like expressing himself. And he right. was actually doing something uh, when he wore that dress. He was actually um doing it from an inspiration he got from a previous artist and then did the same thing just kind of like counter counter was it called counter culture who are you talking about kid cuddy yeah, i'm talking about kid cuddy oh when he did uh kurt cobain at the SNL. yeah 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 he just showed up in that um weird outfit and he um did all that but um i i how do you guys feel about guys that do that they just wear outfits like that randomly mm. do you guys have like an opinion about that's a that? great question i think i think i actually want to hear spike because for me uh fashion expression was always very important to me is one of the things that gave me a lot of confidence as a kid mm. and helped me express myself for a while i didn't care about what i wore and then as soon as i wore a pair of jordans or something and somebody says yo dope jordans or cool jordans i'm like oh this feels nice mm. you know let me continue doing this so let me let me hear what you gotta say Spike. i ain't gonna lie to you like when i saw cuddy wear the dress the first thing i thought was dope because that's Kurt's dress like I instantly knew what dress it was so I knew the history behind it I was like he's just paying respect but then everybody wants to talk about the whole dress and the whole so I don't think he did it for that reason I think he did it to just pay respect to Kurt mm-hmm. he's a huge Kurt Cobain fan mm-hmm. so that makes sense anybody who's a Kurt Cobain fan knows what that dress means to Kurt Cobain what does it mean to Kurt Cobain so like the whole dress Kurt wore the dress for performance mm. and it was like a big like statement you know punk rock kind of like screw you Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to wear a dress because it's what I want to do. So it was, I believe, I don't want to say it was a gift, but I think he was allowed to wear it. Like, I don't think he has it. Like, he doesn't own it. Mm-hmm. But, like, he was allowed to wear it. So, like, that's a big honor if that's what what happened. Like, you know, not, not sure. you know, if that's what happened, that's I, I understand why he wore it. I wouldn't want to wear a dress. I'm cool. Like, there's rock stars who go on stage. Like, the Chili Peppers, one I want is a sock. That shit is dope. Mm-hmm. As, as an MC, I think that would be like the coolest. And, and we had this conversation not too long ago, Spike, yeah. like uh, like feminine expression and male expression. Uh, like Prince. someone like Prince, yeah. Oh, man. Don't even get me started. Bowie. David Bowie. I David mean, Bowie is the god amongst men. Rest in peace. I mean, come on. The guy would wear anything and look cool. Absolutely. You know what I mean? A peacoat with five-inch heels, and he was already 6'3". Mm. So for me, it, yeah, it, it doesn't it, it doesn't bother me. Even Bad Bunny, I didn't have an issue yeah. with it at all. I mean, like, I wear some wild things sometimes, and I mean, never a dress or anything like that. Just, I mean, that's just not part of my expression or where I want to sure, go with sure, it. But sure. you know, sometimes I'll wear some things, and uh, uh, one thing, you know, to bring it back to to Kanye, especially in like hip hop, um, you know, Kanye was the, one of the first ones to wear the pink polo, you know, yeah. the backpack and. You know, especially the color pink. He made preppy cool. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And he, he would always talk about, I remember watching an interview, I think, with Sway. And he'd talk about how, like, like people would call him gay. And no way. People yeah, called yeah, yeah. Kanye exactly. gay at some yeah, point? Yeah. Well, you remember back then, that was, like, 
it was all baggy. Exact baggy. Every, if you were hip hop, you had to wear baggy. You and had, the jerseys, yeah. the jerseys backwards. You know, hats. Absolutely. What uh, Air Force One? Yeah, and Kanye was coming with the with the pink polo and boat and, shoes. This nigga was wearing and boat remember, shoes. And he always had a, a thing for fashion, so he would go to the fashion shows, hang out with these gay fashion designers, and you know, hip hop. I mean, it's, it's grown a lot now. We have like Isaiah Rashad and Frank Ocean and stuff like that. Tyler the Creator. Yeah. But uh, yeah, at one point that was unheard of. So he was, you know, like Kanye was one of the first ones that I really heard like stand up for LGBTQ mm-hmm. uh, like yeah. rights in a way. Even though he didn't know what that was at the time, he still stood up for. It. So I don't have an issue with Bad Bunny dressing the way he does or. Or even when I the whole thing with Isaiah Rashad, you heard about that, right? No, so, I don't. I don't. Oh, Isaiah Rashad is part of TDE, you know Kendrick's old label. And what was it? A video? A leaks? video of 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 him giving a guy head, you know, and what? no one knew he was, you know, he he yeah, rolled that somebody, way. Somebody, yeah, leaked it. Yeah, leaked it. You know, some some fuck some of the hip hop community kind of tried to like, you know, like the little boosies and stuff like that, kind of try to like put him in, in the ground, but. His, you know, TDE is one of the greatest right now out. You know, they got Schoolboy Q, Kendrick, and SZA and them. They all came to his defense, and right now he's still performing. He's still doing well. I just saw an interview with him the other day. Like, I didn't like how the baby last year went on stage, and he, like, got on the LGBTQ. He said a bunch of shit. I hated that shit. He was like, oh, you got motherfuckers with AIDS. Y'all better get the fuck out of here. Absolutely. I'm like... Damn, that's mad insensitive, right, bro. Right, right, right. And it's like, uh, the best. Who ad- the fuck still listens to that dude after that shit? The best okay. advice for any MC is, is just perform your songs, mm. and freestyle, and be an MC. Don't worry about music first, and maybe if something comes up, like maybe you could talk about it. Kind of mm-hmm. censor yourself, but don't say too much shit. Just do the mute that people came to listen to you do music, not talk. I mean, it's just artists have a huge responsibility because of their platforms. Yeah. They have more influence than the president of the United States. Right. And if you're going to really go up there and talk, be influential and be kind and understanding because humans are going through so much shit and they're watching you like yeah. idol. And when you go up there and you just say crazy shit, you don't even know the repercussions. That's why I blame. A lot on what society is going through on celebrities. And blame it all on them because we lifted you up. We put you in the position you're in now. Mm-hmm. And now you're mad because we're getting on you? Right. Nah, bro. That's You're you're a billionaire because of us. Right. So, therefore, you're going to take on our bullshit, yo. Absolutely. No matter what. Fuck that. That's just my stance on that shit. Like, I went hard on... Um, there was this thing. Uh, I'm sure you guys remember. Remember SOS Cuba? Yeah, remember when Cuba was going through that shit? Yeah, and they were like talking really heavy about it. That was like what almost two years now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. During pandemic, during pandemic, all that shit was happening during pandemic. And I remember when Pitbull got up and he was like, "Oh yeah, this is the Cubans are going through that shit." I'm like, "Nigga, you rich? What the fuck you want us to do? You want us to donate to the Cubans, bro? You rich? Right? You know so many rich people. Help them. Yeah. The fuck? Go buy Cuba. Right. Go buy it. Right. Elon Musk would buy it. Right. Everybody's like, oh, Elon Musk has to save Cuba. He's so rich, bro. That guy is building um, automobiles for the future. That's a different guy. But this dude, he could do something. So many artists could do something. Stop fucking preying on people's insecurities, man. Straight up. That's just my fucking opinion on that shit. You're not wrong. This is what I think. Fuck that shit. You're not wrong. Fucking um, uh, how do you guys feel about performing now? Like, how do you guys feel about um the open mic struggle 
getting on stage what your what's your opinion on artists out here just speak on it you know i, I just want to know what you guys feel because you guys are artists here in south florida trying to make it happen organically absolutely so i just want to know what you guys feel about it what's your mind on I that mean, shit uh i i'm you know uh glory to god praise god i mean i feel like we've I, for me personally i feel like I see the progression, you know, um, like you said, the, the struggle in the beginning, uh, just like the nerves were so high in the beginning of just walking on that stage. For a while, I was letting Spike only perform because I'm like, I'm not getting up there. And then, um, yeah, just the progression of just getting better, putting in the work, seeing it pay off, seeing people react to the music, seeing people react to the performance side of things. I, I put a lot of work into that. I'm, I'm constantly studying. If I'm not making music, I'm thinking about it. I'm listening to samples. I'm listening to, you know, uh, uh, different speakers speak and different, you know, like uh, uh, artists talk about their process, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. Um, when it comes to the scene, I think I, I especially like somewhere like CNI, um, I think that's where we first met, actually. Yeah, right, Sam. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, way back. Yeah, way back. Mm -hmm. um, I think the the group of creatives, whether comedian, poet, you know, musician, anything, rap, whatever you want to be, you know, what you categorize, even that in itself, I think, is you know, like a, a testament to to the greatness that just surrounds us. And even that, like, I don't like to like. For you, example, Sam, I don't just consider you just a comedian, even though you're an amazing comedian. I think you're, I, you, one thing that I spoke to Spike the other day, like you were good when I first met you, but the mm. how much better you've gotten mm. and just the progression and yeah. every time I see you on stage and, and work your material, yeah, in the little amount of time, I'm like, man, this guy. You have like a very Dave Chappelle. Shut up. No, 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 no. Like, listen to you me. Hear like, this comfortability. Shit, guys? This guy. No, 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 no. Let but him, listen to let me. Let him stroke your ego. Yeah. So, so you okay. have a. Uh, okay. I'm not just saying this because I'm on like a, a podcast. Just like that comfortability. And one thing that I like that you do, you know, not to compare you so much to another, but I mean, he's a lot of people's goat. Um, you know, he talks about, you know, comedians do this. You know, a lot of comedians do, you know, talk about very philosophical important subjects and make light and comedy out of it of yeah, course of course but the way that dave does it it almost you know i i leave like dave like watching any of his stand-up and leave it you know growing and learning i can say the same thing about you bro thank you man yeah, i really appreciate that that's absolutely. a that's a fucking amazing compliment um this is a very this is gonna hit you guys home is it hard being a musician and being in a relationship What's it like having a girl and also pursuing your music at the same time? For me, it's not actually that difficult. You know, I think uh, for me and my partner, I think she just she's super supportive um, and understanding. And that helps a lot. She's supportive. She knows if I tell her, you know, hey, I'm going to go work on some beats or I'm going to go work on a song or I'm going to go to an open mic or have a showcase, whatever. You know, she's always understanding. She's a big supporter. I think, uh, you know, the two artists who I see 
even though I know I haven't listened to Kendrick's last album. But uh, that last music video that he did was sick. Was amazing. The one where the faces are constantly. Chill. Oh yeah, yeah, the heart. Yeah, uh, I was gonna yeah, talk about uh, uh, J Cole and Kendrick. You know, I know they've been in their relationships for a long period of time. I can just imagine how supportive their 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 ladies are, and I, I feel the same thing about mine. She's just super supportive. This is a great question for Spike. I want to know how he feels. Yeah, I'm just asking because I want to know what you guys go through. No, I'm good over here. For me, it's easy. I'm single. <laughs> Fuck what you heard. But when you've been in relationships, how was it? It wasn't bad. Um, you know, yeah, not to put any shame on it, but it wasn't bad. It was a kind of similar situation. Very supportive, just trying to show love and try to invite people to and stuff like that. But yeah, it wasn't anything too crazy. Yeah, it? you know, like uh, I think if you got a if you got someone who isn't supportive, then probably not the right person. Yeah, that's that's the hard part that's is finding somebody that supports it. You're probably not the right person. What about you, Sam? I mean, I've been in a relationship where I got a lot of support for what I do, but the thing is, I'm so married to people. I fucking mm. love people, man. Right. And it's hard for me to be in a relationship sometimes because it takes a lot of my mental energy. Like how I'm mm. hanging out with you guys right, right now. Not for nothing. You guys are gonna leave later, and I'm gonna think about you guys like nonstop because it's just I'm married to. The people mm. and it's it's difficult for me at least it's difficult because are you a person that's uh you feel like you're married to conversation yeah yeah i'm married to it man i just i just find because you see my philosophy that i've embodied and now i experience on the regular is once i became a yoga teacher five years ago um and i went to go do my yoga teacher training with Sadhguru. they do this thing called shambhavi mudra right it's like a it's a meditation and what that meditation does is that it makes namaste a real thing and namaste means i am you you are me we are one right so it makes that a reality for you once i practiced and i mastered that meditation i was able to see the world through other people's eyes bro like i could look at you and if i practice that meditation i can see the world through your eyes wow it only happens in lucid dreams mostly for people. Mm. Human beings have the ability to tap into other consciousness because in the end, we're all just one consciousness. Right, right. We could do it. Right. I'm sure you guys have experienced deja vus. Absolutely. It's a real thing because right. in, in spirituality, there is no timeline. Everything is subjective and it's just open. It's an open space right. in spirituality. Right. So once I experience that shit, a relationship doesn't satisfy me anymore. Mm. it satisfies my needs it makes me feel safe it makes me feel loved but my human chase for knowledge and acceptance for all is too much it's too big mm. it's so big and i've had my relationships and i yo i challenge a shot of these women they're like how the fuck am i supposed to be in a relationship with this guy he's too he's too deep how and it sucks for me at least i think i think me and my partner though uh are actually very similar in a similar space mind you know uh mind space that you are right uh the beauty of it is having like the whole you know uh you're the seasoning to my steak but you're not the steak you know mm -hmm. like i'm my steak and you're my steak i mean you're your steak so like we we complement each other so well me and my partner uh she is in the same practices uh, same meditation. That's you know, great. We meditate a lot. Uh, she's working on becoming uh, even more in tune when it comes to that. And then on top of that, just our closeness with uh, the religious part of it, the religious aspect of it, of being so close with God, one with God and stuff like that. So I think that's what helps with us is that 
you know, like even like like simple things as we all have gone through sitting here, you know, arguments and, and fights, yeah, yeah, things yeah, yeah. that boil are, up. It's important though. You need to have those. Exactly. But even with that, I was talking to Spike um, the other day of you know something as important as you know not taking things personal mm-hmm. you know and people would like throw that out very loosely you know don't take things personally but do you really understand that you know like if you and i sam got you know and god forbid an argument you know i need to be more empathetic to your experience yeah you see what i'm saying yeah i don't know what's your good what's going through you might have lost a family member mm-hmm. things might not be going well in certain mm-hmm. places mm-hmm. Yeah. so that's compassion exactly that's so compassion so if anything if you do pop off on me or if i pop off on you you know vice versa sure you know to be empathetic of each other's journey yeah so like that's you know me and crystal uh you know my partner uh we we just are super empathetic and super in tune with each other, you know, in, in tune with ourselves first and foremost. Yeah. And then, you know, we have plenty to give on the other side, you know, rest and remaining to give to each other. Yeah, no, definitely. Mm-hmm. Fucking you touched on so many things. And I noticed that you bring up um, religion a lot and beliefs. Yes. Um, something that you said there, and I have like this weird take on it now. You said, don't take it personal. Something that uh, I have is like, I don't know if it's a gift or a fucking curse, guys, but I hear words right. and I split words in two. Mm. I take every single word I hear and I split it in two because all words are com- are combined sounds. Right. right. So personal, right? The word persona is in there. Right. So when you take things personal, is it you or is it your persona, persona that's taking it personal? Right. Is it the persona that you've created that its ego is damaged right now because it's being like brought broken down or is it you and you have to be able to have enough awareness that it's your persona that's taking the blow not you and you have to have that connection with 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 spirit to know that you're separate from your persona your persona is what you use to navigate the 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 the, the dimension that we're living which is the physical realm right but you live in the fucking 5d man right you're just experiencing it i had a rem dog here in my last podcast and he Shout said something. Shout, Shout out to, to Rem Dog and Bobby K. And Bobby, yep. Bobby K. Um, he said something that he actually quoted one of my favorite um, doctors, um, Doctor Wayne Dyer. And he's—I don't know if he even knows that. He said we are—we are spirits having a human experience. And I was like, wow, that's very in, in introspective of yourself. Indeed, yep. And in the end, that's really what's happening. True. That's really what's happening because when I took the program with Sadhguru, he says at the beginning of the program, he says. Is it your eyes looking or are you using them to look? Is it your eyes looking or are you looking through them? Right. And what he does with that question is to create a very strong level of awareness in you. So you can create that distance between yourself, your mind, and your body. Yeah. And then you can really use it like the machine that it is instead of you being so strongly identified with the shit that's in there. Right. You know, because another quote that I like to say to myself is like a mantra. My mind is the product of my environment. So mm. if you change your environment, your mind will change. Mm. So if you feel like shit, it's probably your environment. It's not you, bro. Yeah. Go hang out somewhere else for a couple Absolutely. days and see if your mind changes. Right. You get new thoughts, new perspectives, and then when you wake up in the morning, you have a fresh True. take on things. And you got to do that shit from time to time. And that's what this is. This is what I'm creating. I'm creating a safe space for artists. Absolutely. I mean, anybody else who wants to be a part of the, salt, the Late Night Salt is more than welcome. But for sure, artists are the ones that I'm trying to attract the most because... Those are the guys that are in the forefront of human expression. 
They're the ones that stand up. You guys are the ones that stand up and say, fuck it. I'm going to express myself. And then inspiration comes from that. Absolutely. And it, again, I don't mean to toot my own horn, but I look at the word inspiration. And, and you look at the word, you split it into inspire. And then you split that into, in order for you to inspire, you must look inward. In. Yeah. To yeah. be able to aspire. Right. Inspire. Right. Aspires in inspire. And in is in, inspire. It's, look, it's, look in, right. I just invite everybody to look at the words you use, man, because you never know. That's why I fucking love rappers. They look at words and they put them together, right. like, and they they just make stories with that shit. You know, uh, my favorite to do that with uh, uh, Sam because I I don't I probably don't do it at the level as you do, but the way that my mentor showed me, uh, one of my favorite words is atonement. Mm. At one mint. At one mint. Like you're at one. Ooh. Yeah. I like that. To atone and like to to take responsibility and stuff like that. So like I'm at one, it has to come within first. You know, not not nothing outward. So yeah, I mean, it, it, you're right. I mean, there's so it's like a the Da Vinci Code of you know our words have so much like riddles and and different meanings in them for sure. Absolutely. No, the, the newest thing I ever heard too is that words are we we spell them, right? We have to spell words. Absolutely. And words are spells. Hmm. Yes. Words are spells. Yes. So when you're when you're talking, you're spelling, and you're you're casting spells. When you speak, nah, as true. a comedian, do you ever feel like you put people in a trance? I'm. I, that's my approach. That's what I'm trying to do. Yeah, because there's times, especially when we're freestyling, when you get a good, good beat and you're flowing, and it just and the words are coming off perfect. Right. Where you just look at someone and just like got your ass, <laughs> Dracula <laughs> time. Yep. I can do whatever the hell I want to you right now. Like that's what you're trying to get to. You're yeah. trying to get to a place where you're. You're inspiring them and you're influencing inf- influencing them so deeply that you want to see what you see in them come out. Yeah, which is love, happiness, and just support for Indeed. one another. Yeah, that's Indeed. what we are, man. Rappers, comedians, um, poets, musicians—we're light workers. We're using our body to create light of things. Right, and it's, it's not easy, man. We, we live in the dark realm, man. Live in a dark realm, especially though. with open mics. Open mics are a lot of people going up for the first time. Oof, there's a lot of first timers. Those are always rough because you can just see the nerve. You could always tell too, but it's nice to see the ones that just kind of work through it because we've seen a couple mess ups and then they just end up killing it. Right, yep. that's always nice to see. So right. it's just nice to like see somebody fresh, see something new, gives you hope. Like oh, it hasn't stopped. There's yeah, no- and that's why I think the the scene is so awesome around here. Especially, like I said, like a CNI. West Palm has a great scene of creatives. Yeah, we got uh, to West Palm. I, I haven't tried Miami yet. I know you're you're in Miami a lot, right? Sam? I used to be. I used to be in Miami all the time, but now I'm just kind of like trying to centralize myself in Fort Lauderdale okay. and Hollywood. I don't want to. I don't want to leave that area. I right. feel like there's. I did a, a census check, and there's three hundred thousand people in just Hollywood City. Oh wow! So put that into perspective, guys. If you could just focus on one city with your music, you'll have a bigger impact than trying to reach the whole world. Right. So I see it like this. There's 300,000 people in just Hollywood City. True. If I can get 1,000, that's a lot. That is. Put 1,000 people in this room. You can't fit them. No, you can't. Imagine you had 1,000 people just sitting in your audience. That's a lot. That is a lot. It's a lot of people. Yeah. So it's like that's where my mindset is now because I was traveling, doing open mics all over the place, all from from Miami all the way to fucking uh, west palm beach i was going up and down up and down right um i forgot what the comics call it 
there's a phrase to it when you're on the grind but it's a different phrase when you're like powering through the mics and nah fuck that shit nope i, I realized quickly that i'm i was uh wearing myself thin yeah and that's what happens as a performer you start to fucking wear yourself super yeah. thin right. and then your art starts to, to to take a blow so you have to like centralize yourself and say no i'm gonna focus on my shit with just the crowd that i know and just build upon that that's my main focus as of right now yeah you get better like that you work on your craft little by little yeah definitely yeah that's the whole idea um but anyways guys if you've been listening to the podcast this is uh the late night salt i've been chilling here with spike and vash they are late night anime you can listen to the music where can we hear your music guys uh right now we have uh i think a single and a few like beats that i put up on spotify you can listen on apple music late night anime and amazon and amazon yeah uh we have a soundcloud uh, right now, you'd have to search it under Bash the Stampede. Okay. Uh, pretty much the same thing. There's a couple like extra beats, but uh, we're working on an album and we're we're getting it together. Um, I would say uh, the hard part for all uh, musicians, especially amateur, is just getting the money together. Is the finance part of it. So nah, yeah, completely. putting it together and trying to find the studio. Right now, too, like I'm in this weird vibe. We've been doing a lot of freestyles, so mm-hmm. like, I'm just kind of looking for like. I don't know, like, I'm from New York City, so I want the, like, New York City vibe. It's just, like, hip-hop is competitive. It's a it sport. is competitive. So, so is comedy. Like, I like that so battle. Yeah, yeah, I like absolutely. that battle. I like the battle vibe. I like with the DJs and just going up there and ciphering and see what people got, you know. You like seeing the, the, the verbal challenge. Yeah. It's like, how, how witty are you with your words? Right. There's nothing better than when somebody has, like, two or three bars put together out of nowhere, and you got to ask yourself, that, is that a written? Yeah, that off top? Well, because sometimes it sounds so perfect. It's so good. Yeah. So then I'm like, all right, screw it. Now I got to come up with 10 bars. Mm-hmm. You know, And that's usually where you come up with some of your best stuff. And that's the worst part because you never recorded. I have a question, Sam. Sure. For like comedians, how do you guys, how does that look when you guys like battle? If somebody goes up before you, mm-hmm. are you thinking, oh, you know, how they work the room, how the room uh, reacted to them? Oh, or? that's a good question. Oh, okay, cool. I'll, I'll be more than happy to answer that. Um, in my experience, I've been doing comedy for two and a half years now. And when you go up as a comedian, the way comedians compete is who can get the crowd on their side the most. Mm. You know, who can get the crowd on their side the most. And it's public speaking skills. Right. Being able to read the room. You have to, well, reading the room is key in comedy. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure you guys saw a lot of people go up there and bomb their ass off yeah. because they're just wrong, not reading wrong the room. jokes for the wrong crowd. Well, because you go up there with your written material and then there's also coming up with shit on the spot. Mm. You know, like being able to tap into... Uh, a question that you ask the audience and then flipping it and turning it into a joke, you know, and it's not necessarily always having a punchline, but taking them on a journey. Yeah. You know, you're a fucking shaman of words when you're right. out there as a comedian. So comedians compete like that. It's about who can make the crowd agree with them the most on what they have to say. That's how comics compete, like the reaction that they get. And that's oh, my God, that's such a that's where the competing is, because it's not after it's not when you're on stage it's the, it's the comments after the stage from the comics it's what they say about your material how you go about it they're always trying to tell you you could do this better you could do that better mm. and you you need to be open to criticism because if not you're just not going to get better of course yeah. but a lot of times most comics don't want to hear it because they go up there with uh not necessarily a political standpoint but their own verbal testimony that they feel super tied to. Right. They're like, no, I know what the fuck I'm talking about. Yeah. 
and you gotta let it have it. You gotta let them have it. Because if music is different, music is a vibe. I'm trying to set a, a vibe, right? I want you to feel my vibe. But as a comic, it's like I want you to see my point of view on life. That's this is my point of view. Mind you, I might be so full of shit right now because <laughs> other comics are like, look no. at Sam talking all this shit. But that's just my point of view. Right. You know, other right. comics go up there literally point. just to just shit on the world or just to make light of everything that they go through. So people go up there and they talk about their relationships like all I get day. Humbled every night because I just listen to old hip hop tracks and it just reminds me like oh, I get to work. Mm-hmm. Like, do you do that? Do you listen to, like old comedy sets? Hell yeah! Yeah, because like that that keeps me humble at all times. Like if I listen to like an old school hip hop track, I'm like, all right, my last freestyle was whack. Or like if I listen to freestyle from somebody now. From, who's like an old school rapper like Lupe's freestyle I listened to it like oh, man, once Lupe a week. was the shit man Lupe's freestyle on uh, Sway on the morning was oh, crazy right crazy so mm-hmm. like I listen to it like once a week and that just makes me like get to work somehow one of my favorite freestyle artists is Lloyd Banks Lloyd Banks is underrated up. I feel like he's super underrated Lloyd underrated. Banks deserves way more uh, attention absolutely but mind you those fucking freestyles that he did on Hot 97 are so old now so it's like that was Lloyd Banks during his heyday right right but I listen to a lot of Patrice O'Neill. I listen to a lot of George Carlin. Okay. George Carlin is my father in comedy. That dude took Hilarious. being a philosopher and someone who was raised Roman Catholic and combined the two and became George Carlin. Right. And I feel like I have the same perception because I grew up Christian. I grew up Catholic at the same time. Then I got into Buddhism and then finally arrived to uh, yoga, which is just a combination of all belief systems. It's just you understanding your body as a, as a scientific experiment that the creator has put upon you. And I take that and I go, okay, how can I make this funny? How can I make this human experience funny? And I just talk about the little things, the little things, the little moments. Mm-hmm. You guys have seen me on stage. It's like, you know, when you're having sex and you have to pee you know what I'm talking about? Right, you know that job. moment, right? You know that moment, right? And I just kind of like sit with it. I don't look for the punchline in it. I wait till everybody kind of sits in and they go, oh, my God, I I know that feeling. Now we're creating a connection here. You know what I'm talking about, right? And then you think, should I pee inside her? Should I? And then if you let. <laughs> it's she always lets, that dark turn that gets yes, people. And then and that's the dark turn that makes people get closer. Like, oh, fuck, he knows my 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 dark side right and the girl's like if he pees in me do i own him now or does he own him it's just i i linger in that shit i linger in the dark (laughs) thoughts i i just i just love it because that's the shit that humans don't want to talk about they're like no but that's what's gonna bring us closer the shit that makes us feel uncomfortable that's just my approach on it though fuck it i just rather be that way instead of being a pandering comic i don't want to pander fuck that shit there's enough pandering we had somebody pander at our show the other day you're gonna say names? Or you're no, not gonna say names. All right. Which think. show was this? The one you weren't at. I wasn't at this show. Yeah. The the vinyl night? Yeah. Somebody was pandering that night. Uh, <laughs> was it a was it an artist, like performer, or I was it the the host? He's you're digging this grave. I'm not getting it. Specifically told me not to tell you to. I'm already talking too much. All right. Well, I mean, whatever. I guess somebody was pandering. Fuck that shit. It was like an hour of pandering at the end. <laughs> it was hilarious. No, what we're getting to is that we understand what you mean, Sam. Absolutely. Yeah, I enjoy pandering, but it has its time and place. Yeah. You know? Not at a, not at a show. Mm. No, because the show is where you're going to be as raw as possible. 
But when you start pandering to people just to hear them agree with you, right. you're giving yourself up as an artist. Absolutely. Yeah. You're, you're killing your art, artistry right. by There's pandering. There's some people who show up who are so deep in their art, it's like that movie. That, uh, what's the, what's the, the magician movie with David Bowie in it as Tesla? David Bowie as Tesla, the only magician... I don't know. I don't want to, but it's like, like McDonald Wolf. He's so deep in his act. Mm-hmm. I think he is his act. That's beautiful. Like he's no longer a person no more. He is McDonald Wolf. And I love Shout him. Shout out to McDonald Wolf. Shout out to McDonald, Shout McDonald Wolf. Wolf. He'll be here sooner or later. Awesome. I I love his work. I love his work. It's like. You, you got to respect the fact that he says, fuck you. I'm going to do my shit. Absolutely. I'm going to do yeah. my shit. I don't care. Absolutely. And wait, you give him time. You give him time. I'm saying it now. Watch. Five years from now, watch. You're going to be like, yo. Yep. I remember that guy at the open mic. Yep. I remember. Kick over a stool. Oh, I remember I kicked over a stool. But then uh, I, I remember, uh, I, I forgot, the guy who was on uh, Everyday Struggle. I don't even know if that's still a show with academics. And the desk guy forgot the other guy. I Which think one, Rory? Wayne, no, I think his name was not Wayne. No, I don't know. You know, no disrespect to the brother. Uh, all blessings. Uh, but he was. Uh, I guess he was there during the like early parts of the Kanye documentary. He was actually like an intern at Rockefeller. He was like yeah. eighteen. And uh, you know, one of the famous uh, or like the most talked about scenes in that first part of the documentary is when Kanye plays "All Falls Down." Mm. You know, um, and he's in the office. He plays "All Falls Down." People are taking phone calls. Some people are laughing in his face. You know, obviously we know what the song becomes and et cetera, so on and so forth. Hit. And they asked the question. He was talking to Adam Twenty Two, and they asked him like, "Oh, you know, don't you want that from an artist? You know, like that, like." I know I'm going to be something. Yeah. And he, he responded, not in the middle of a meeting, you know? So, like, when I think of someone like McDonald Wolf, yeah. you know, someone, like you said, you know, who's just like, Committed. like, I'm going to be who I am. I don't care what you think. I'm going to keep, I'm going to roll with it. I'm going to commit fully and, and then, some, you know, then some, you know, I think there is a lot of beauty in that. Yeah. But do you think there's people, there's places where, or there's artists that, or comedians or whatever. Sure. That that it might be a little misplaced, that they're not that good and they're That's where I go back to saying reading the room. You gotta read the room, man. Yeah, and sometimes some people are blessed with good timing. You ever notice like there's some people who like stuff lines up right for them. Yeah. Other people have to kick open the door. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's most of the case. For most people, they gotta kick open Absolutely. the door. Some people really get like that suit and tie, like shake your hand, set up and sign the contract and it's clean. But other people have to like yell in people's faces to get attention sometimes. You know? Yeah. It's true. So it really depends like how you said, read the room. You gotta kinda you gotta read yourself too. Mm. You really think right. If you you gotta know yourself, like, okay, am I in a place where I have time to wait, where I can wait for the suit and tie and the contract, or do I just go? I think you should just fucking go all the I time. I think so, yeah. too. I think you should just go all the time because while you're going, people are seeing you go. Right. Fuck it. Just go, no, man. You're going, you're not standing still. Right? Yeah, yeah. Just keep going, man. You're being true to yourself, man. And, and and being true and authentic is fucking everything, man. It's everything. Well, I'm going to end this, guys. Thank you guys so much for being in this thing. I appreciate uh, you, Sam. Well, well we're going to keep hanging out afterwards, guys, but we got to end this. And if you guys want to hear more about um, from Bash and Spike, and late night anime well, um, they'll be back again um, next time when they'll come around we'll probably do a musical number for you guys so um, just share the podcast this is Late Night Salt thank you guys for being a part of it you guys take it easy alright thank you